So look at Danny, it's great to be chatting you. And uh, where were you born? I was born here in Barry Street, Castlereagh, in this house. In this house? This house. Where we're sitting now? I was born on the 23rd of February 1939. Right. There was four boys and four girls in it. Right, 80. Eight of us. And my father, Lord Rushton, was a labour man. And where did he work? He worked for John, with Peter Finan on the buildings. Right. He was a contractor, a building contractor here. Right. Peter Finan was. And he died in 1969. He had cancer of the throat. He was only 58 years of age. Right. And, was a, and was he in the family? He in the family. It was a big family. It was a big family. And it wasn't easy because then there's... And his wages in those days was in the was around 35 shillings a week. Right. In them times. And, of course, everyone that time, you lived on the book. You went down to the shop and you got your few groceries. And right. you went down then on the Saturday when payday was and you paid for them. Right. And there might be a balance made and there might and you might be lucky. It all depends on what you got during the week. But then when we came... And where eight, was your mother from? My mother was from a place called Belly Harness. Truery Belly Harness. Right. You might notice the new flag outside the door. I do. I see the mayor flag. That's because my mother uh, was a mayor. But, but uh, she was from Belly Harness. But her, her brother, an uncle of mine, was very much involved with mayor teams. Right. And when the one that I learned in 1936, yeah. he, was, he was a great supporter there. And, and, and tell me this. Uh, you went to school in Castlereagh right here. Went to school in the Maris Brothers here in Castlery, yeah. and uh, didn't go to any secondary school because, yeah. as the fellow says, it was eight months to be fed, and yeah. left school around 13 and a half, went right. off working in the buildings. You went working in the buildings? Yes. Where yeah. was the work for now? With the, my father, Peter Fine. Oh, right. Okay. I was employed there for 12 months. That was in 1953. And then in 1954, I went into working gainers. You had to, Milk four cows every morning and feed four pigs. Gainers and towers. Gainers, the gainers was a hardware. It was you used to sell bag manure, flour, Indian meal, and all that. And you'd have to go out the country with a horse and cart delivering right. to the houses, you know. And when the season would come in, then for the bag manure, you'd put the, the farmer come in, they'd buy tons and tons of you, mm. a half a ton or a ton, and you'd bring it out from the horse and cart out to them. And that was the way it was. And I was there till I was 1957. And what is uh, you worked there? And did you play football? I did play football with Castlereagh. It was Castle. I was mad on football from an early age. We were very involved here. I was very involved in football, organising street leagues right. here in Castlereagh. Even time, when you were young. When I was young, and you'd be that time, Seamus. I'm sure you did the same thing in Roscommon. Maybe you heard of it. Going around collecting maybe for a football we on did. the street, hmm. because footballs were very scarce in those days. Not like now, right. so. Were you any good of a footballer? Well, I wasn't, not too bad, but you see, my footballing career was kind of curtailed because I had two very serious operations right. when I was only 18 years of age. All right, okay. In, in uh, Roscommon County Hospital. But uh, I kind of took over, well, well first of all, uh, a Maris brother came here in nine, September 1955. Right. Uh, brother Chris. Right. And he was a great man for football. Right. And we started juvenile football and we affiliated a juvenile, was on, on the juvenile football team to the West Board. You were only a young man that time. That's all. I was only uh, 16. Right. At that time. Right. And uh, we didn't, we, there was only two underage competitions in the county in those particular times, under 15 and minor. Right. And of course, uh, we didn't get to the, we got to a final in 1957. That was our first. Castle Ray. Right. First juvenile final. We right. played Knockrockley above in in not crockery on the, it was in December a very bad day right. and we'll never forget it and we really cannot forget it because we were beaten 6-8 to no score oh. by a much bigger stronger not crockery team 
They look more like miners than oh, the. What year was that? 19, uh, 1957. 1957. 68 to no score. 68 to no score. And then in 1958, then we came along and Crohn's beat us in the West Final. And they went on to be defeated. To defeat Roscommon and Gades. Right. It was Roscommon at the time. Because yeah, Gales wasn't yeah. until 59. That's right. Uh, the, our first juvenile, I remember the, we, we played the Gales. We had many battles with the Gales. Mm. And I mentioned the Christian Maris brother there. He had a tremendous man in Roscommon. Brother Creed. Brother. Kilkenny. No, Brother O'Dwyer. O'Dwyer, oh yeah. O'Dwyer. He was in the primary school, yeah. At that time, Brother O'Dwyer. And we. We we played uh, Roscommon Gales and that was the f- that was the first title Roscommon Gales won in fifty nine was in Ballinaheglish juvenile final against us right. and uh, I, strange enough about that final Seamus which it wouldn't get it wouldn't happen now both teams arrived at McDermott's Field in Ballinaheglish for right. the match no goal post up two teams waited for the goals to be put up and crossbars and everything like that and the referee at the time. Was, was Father Des Dockery, a great Roscommon footballer Who in the at 50s, the time. Yeah. But uh, the Gales beat us that day. And uh, the funny thing about that, Jim, is the, 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 the divisional boards that time, you had the north, the west, the That's south right. and the mid. And the west and the north always played in the semi-finals in everything that time. Mm. Juvenile, minor and junior. And But in juvenile football in West Roscommon and the north Roscommon was 15 aside. But in the mid it was 13 aside and in the south. So when we were not take, making any excuses for the defeat, I know what you mean, yeah, but, but we had to drop two when we played the Gales in the final. Right. But the Gales had an outstanding footballer in the middle of the field, Anthony Brophy, that day. Yeah. Tommy Joe Kerr was on that team as well. And come here and tell me this. When did, uh, so you were working away in Gainers? I was working. Until you were, what, 18? Until I was 18. And then I had two very serious separations. And then... Oh, what was wrong with you? I had uh, part of my... And all my stomach was taken. We had bad napses and appendix, and was all the worst. Oh, right. Actually, Jack O'Hannon, God rest his soul, was a great man. He, he, was. he operated. I didn't know this till I came home from hospital. He operated, and he wasn't going to because he had said I had gone too far. Oh, right. My father, we met. There was a counselor from here, Joe Connerton, and he met my father in the corridor. And he was a great right. friend of Doctor O'Hannon's. Right. And uh, he met my father. He said, "Join." He said, "My father's name was Join." He said. What's wrong? He said, I had my son in there to die, he said. So I went to Mr. O'Hannon and thanks for the God, Mr. O'Hannon operated me. He opened me up and closed me and I had another operation then on 11 days afterwards. And Dr. Keenan was great there at that time as well. well you, you were in hospital for a good while? I was in hospital for about 11 weeks that time. Oh, right. So it was a long time. Yeah. It was a long time. And then I had a few setbacks in 58, 59 and 60 as well in the line of uh, illness. And were you working? I, I was working, I was working in... 59, 58, 59, I went into the, 59, I went into the, to the, the middle hospital, working in the bylaws. Right. Only temporary for six or seven weeks. Right. But then I got sick again and between, yeah. I didn't work a lot between 58 and until 19, about 1961. Right. When I went into the post office. Right. And how did you get into the post office? You just applied for it? In those days, there'd be fellas gone off sick. You get a, you get a. You do relief, you get five or six weeks maybe. Doing postman. You were lucky, yeah, doing postman. Cycling postman, it was all cycling that time. Right. You're cycling 28, 29, 30 miles a day. Yeah. And, uh, well, see, they're back at it now again. They're back at it again now, so they are, but not cycling as much as we cycled, no, no, I can no. tell you. But um, in 61, I went into the post office at Temporary, and then in 1960, March, 4th of March, 63, 
I got approached and was appointed right. to it. And, and you were a postman? I was a postman and I was there until I retired in 2004. In Castlereagh Town? Well, I was a cycling postman all around Castlereagh. Right. And then I went for the driving test. The motorisation came in in the 1970s. Yeah. And they brought me in 1974. I was up to Dublin for the for be trained to be a driver, you know, and uh, yeah. they failed the test. And then that year I got sick when they put I got sick that year then and then I had to go into hospital. Yeah. And in 1976 then I had two very serious operations. Oh. I had a very serious operation. Now, I wasn't six to one weight that time in 1976. Because oh, yeah. 74, 75 and 76 were three bad years for me. Yeah. So in, even though I was working on and off, on and off. But so I had the operation in, in I was under a fellow by the name Colin Galvin. Right. And Professor McCarthy in Galway. And I spent another 11 weeks that time in Galway after that big operation. Yeah. But like... I'd have not set back since, but I'm still here to fit the bill. Yeah. You know? And, and uh, come here and tell me this. Right, and you were involved in the football all along. Well, football football was always my hobby, my college yeah. football. Um, I was uh, a juvenile and minor. I trained football teams here in Cassidy, yeah. juvenile and minor, up during the 21 seniors, under 12s that had come along the end of the line. Yeah. Along the line. I've trained a lot of teams to win titles and a lot of yeah. teams to lose titles and a lot of you know, but uh, I come in then as a minor selector, county minor. County minor, what year was that? In 1961. Right. I was a minor selector from 1961 to... Sure, you're only a young man. Yes, all, 19, 1979. All through that year. Right, and you loved that, did you? And then, then uh, yeah. So you saw every Roscommon footballer that ever was oh, the there? Oh, right? I did indeed. Some great footballers indeed. Some, there were some fine footballers all along the line. But uh, with some great battles. With the, the, going back to the clubs, apart of the county. We had some great battles with the Gales. And you had great crack. Great crack. Was great comrade with the Gales. Castlery and, and Roscommon used to have great battles. Hmm. Because they knew one another from the juveniles to the minors, the 21s and up to the seniors. Indeed. Uh, I can recall, you know, one of the one of the famous matches we had was 1972 we played the Gales in the county final. And we were red Hot favourites to win it. We had six of the county team to play in. Starting 15, they won the county, mm. the kind of championship. And Merton Silk was a sub. We had seven. And all he had was Tom Hunt mm. of that. And because he took us by surprise and, and beat him. But it was a good Roscommon. Gales had some great teams at the head. And mm. some great players, like, you know. Go back sort of Casamarino. You know. Well, there were two great clubs. Like the likes of uh, Harry Keegan, uh, Mickey Freyan. John Curran. Tom Heenan, Adrian O'Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. Mickey yeah. Fane, of course, was, was a great footballer. There's yeah. no question talking about that. Jimmy Finnegan. Jimmy Finnegan, the Lord Reston. Jimmy was Jimmy was a great left and right foot, you know. Yeah. Great brain for great football. Players. And Adrian and, O'Sullivan. And Adrian O'Sullivan, of course. Adrian was a... Like a we played here. You haven't heard this. We played the Roscommon Gales in an Aurora Cup above in St. Coleman's Park right. one evening. Right. And it was... I'll never forget. Adrian was centre half back, I see. Yeah. Danny Dyle was only about 16. He was after coming on the, the scene. Good footballer, Danny, now. Yeah. He did afterwards. But he came on the scene and he was at the next thing. He, was in, he went in by Adrian and he scored a pint. And Adrian said to him, don't come in here again, Sonny. He <laughs> We've <laughs> often spoken about that <laughs> over the years. But you really enjoyed that. And tell me, you were then, uh, you came on, you were a senior selector, was it? I was a senior selector. And I, I was, well, I was an under-21 selector too for a few years, but... Unfortunately, when when the I was minor under twenty one and senior, and then when the, I pulled out then because it was too much, yeah. you couldn't give it your attention, yeah. and uh, you know like 
Yeah. I missed the 78 being selected for 78. Right. Because I was in 77, you see. Right. You know. And then what, I was coming one dollar in the 78. Yeah. Well, I was minor, I was 178. Yeah. There was, we won, we won uh, minor titles in our time, we won 65. Mm. Your father was a selector that time, you know. Yeah. For the yeah. 65, 67, 75 and 84. And in the 18, I, I was gone from the 84. Stephen Bannon came in as manager for 84 mm. and he asked me to go back as a selector. And I did for that year. But then in 89, Jimmy Finnegan took over team manager of the minor team mm. and he asked me to win an advisory capacity. So I went to Emerson. But uh, uh, the senior was, we were some great battles with the senior, the senior team. I was a senior selector from 1974 to 1985. Right, and beaten in that Ireland final in 1980. Now we had some great matches. You know, everybody is talking about the All Ireland of 1980 that we didn't win the All Ireland of yeah. We were all very disappointed over that one because, you know, this was our fourth trip to Crow Park in a row, semi finals. But I always, I, I'd be sitting down here at night and thank God there's no one with me, but I'd be always reminiscing. But I always claimed that 77, even though it was the first breakthrough in 77 against Armagh, we were leading by six points and Armagh came back and drew with us. No. And even in the replay, there was a long, there was a long range three and for the last, we were only beaten by a point in that match. Dermot Early was going to take the free, and of course, the Aramat team manager, who was the brother of the famous Irish international manager, Martin O'Neill, he ran across the field. And yeah, they definitely put him off that day. Hmm. That, that, but, that, but that was one of the years. Now, Dublin beat Aramat well in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the final. I think it was 5 13 to 3 8. But, having said that, yeah, the Dublin full forward line that particular day scored four goals and 11 points. Hmm. I always claimed that they would not have scored that on Harry Keegan, Pat, Pat Lindsay and Tom Heena. Hmm. You know, but, you know, but that would go back. Like I said, we had some great, but I think one of the, one of the best games I saw during them, them, the, the 79 league semi-final was awfully. I'm awfully surprised that they never showed that on TG Cahar. Well, I remember that match. It was played on an Easter Sunday. It was a fantastic game. It was yeah. a, John McDermott saved the penalty. That. That's right. Was, John McDermott was a good goalkeeper now. Mm. No doubt about that. But it was a great game. But in 1980 then we played the again. Another great game mm. in the semi-finals. And Speedy Finneran had a yeah. great game that day. Mm. He, was, he, had a good, he was a good footballer too. You know, was mm. Michael Finneran, he played well. But you've seen them all over the years. Yeah. And then we came with a good team at 89, 90, 91. That's that right. With Martin McDermott. Oh yeah, Martin McDermott. You know, when you go back and wear them but Martin McDermott was a great manager as well. And yeah. Good football. He was on that Yeti panel as well. They're yeah. up there in the... <laughs> and over your time now with the football, who was the best footballer as you saw for us, Gammon? Well, you'd have to give... You see, in my time, well, when I was... My involvement is it. Yeah. I'd have to give it to Dermot Early. Yeah. You know. Like Dermot... I remember Dermot Early. I was a... Dermot Early played... He played minor for four years. He played 63, 64, 65 and 66. It's and amazing. I'll never forget that 66 Connacht final against against uh, Mayo. We, the powers that be in the selectors that time, Dermot midfield, the powers at that time, they wanted a long kick out and they played Dermot full back. And so Mayo were delighted. And they went on and won the All-Ireland that year. Sean Cabride, who later played with us, and that team was in it. But Dermot was, Dermot was a great foot. But you know, if you're on about footballers in my time too, yeah. we'll go back to the Gales now. We played Mayo down in Castlebear 
and uh, Stephen Sweeney was playing centre half back. Stephen Sweeney was six foot, six foot two or three, and the smallest man in in Roscommon was put on him, Mickey Minton. And pound for pound, Mickey Minton was as good a footballer as ever went out on the field, neither for club or county. And he took Sweeney to the cleaners that day. But, but we had some great managers too. Now let's not forget. I mean. I, when I came in first, Sean Young was the manager. Yeah. And Sean, now, now whatever they say about Sean, the late Sean Young, great man. he had a great man and he had a great interest in football. And even when he finished that time, he went in with the youngsters, the kids, the under-15s, as he said himself, under-15s, he'd say, the minors, yeah. the Feather Manning Cup teams. But he was a great manager. But then Tony White came in. And I, I classed Tony White as a great manager. Mm. I thought Tony White was a man before his time. He had great tactics and everything like that. And you know, that, that was really Tony's team that went to the... As I said, going back to Tony White, Tony White was a man long before his time. He, he, had, he, had, he, had great, he was a great, a good footballer himself. And remember, he was a, a tough bit of stuff on the field. But he was a great, he had a great way of managing players and everything. And he never took a drink. Tony never took, but he had never any objection to fellas mm. taking a drink. Mm. And I remember him several times saying to them, you know, even the lads when they be training for the matches that let them be the kind of finals or the semi finals, and he says, You know, lads, don't be seen in the pub, he says, because he says, If you're only drinking a minute, the general public out there, you know, the word, the tongue to wag, they say you were drinking. Because it's like if you were drinking a, a ginger ale, that time was like brandy. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you were drinking that, they say he was drinking brandy. Yeah. But then, of course, Tom Heenan came in. Tom, of course, he was a great manager. Tom was a great manager. Tom had. Uh, Tom had uh, uh, 1978 team like Tom was the manager of the 21 team there they were a great team and he, he was a great footballer himself as well but he, he was a great manager and he commanded great respect and I offer, was awful sorry for him the, the, the All-Ireland that we didn't win it you know for all the lads because we had a great bunch of lads that, mm. like Mayor of the Corn Pat Lindsay Tony McManus he was an excellent footballer Tony McManus you couldn't I'd say I'd say he was uh, up between Neary and himself and Mickey Frayne I'd say there were three the in my world. times now, you know. And you still go, and you have gone, and you hardly ever miss a match. Even uh, we're talking in 2021, and you, you miss none of the matches uh, this year. No, I love going to the matches because it's important to watch them, you know. I, I love a match. I, I'm down here every Monday evening on Thunder Sets. Mm. You know, and that's Even still? Still, oh yeah. Keep you, that's what keeps you going, you know. I, I love going to matches, and, and I have to be, I'm very lucky in the, this sense that John Murphy now, you know John Murphy. Yeah, I do. John Murphy brings me to all the matches and yeah. like John and if John doesn't take a drink, but he we need to have a pint or two and yeah. if I wanted to have one. And you, you still know, enjoy it, but I still enjoy it. But even if I don't have a drink, I still enjoy the matches. Yeah. That's very important. Tell me about the politics. Just to, uh, we we we'll go back to the football. Tell me about the politics. Why did you get involved in that or how did you get involved? In it? Well, you were so much involved in the town and the community anyway. Well the really I I was all the late John Walden, I was involved I was involved with poor old John Walden. He, he was a uh, he was Fianna Fáil, mm. and it was myself as well at the time. Right. But John was beaten below at a convention here for going for the county council in uh, seventy four, and we right. he was he, he was a Fianna Fáil convention. So we all walked out. We formed our own independent group, and we got him elected. Right. And he got on. He, he was he got seven hundred and seventy three votes right. that time, and first first references. Right. I was elected in seventy four. No, he didn't. He wasn't re-elected in seventy-nine. He lost out. Right. But his son Tony went in in eighty-five, right. and I was going to go in eighty-five, and then I forgot about it after that. I said no more. 
But anyway, 1991 came along. This famous post, I was, the famous post office, the viability plan was being introduced. Yeah. And they were talking about closing down numerous sub-post offices, erecting letterboxes at the head of the roads and all that. And the people, you know, poor old person have to go to the end of the road, get a letter in the box. Yeah. And our reunion at the time, the CWU, David Beggs was the general secretary. Pat Compton was, was very much, he was a national executive remember that time, and a postman as well, in Oscar, you know Pat, I, I do. Great Pat, good friend of mine too, yeah. and uh, they were on about, we had mass meetings all over, there was meetings in, meetings in Castlery, Sligo, and meetings in Galway, yeah. and against this viability plan, James right. Brennan was minister for the post at the right. time, and uh, anyway, they decided that they would they'd try and get a, a couple of candidates to go, yeah. I was persuaded, persuaded just one, and the late Paul Burden and Boyd. That's right. So we went on the two post off on the post office issue. Yeah. That's how we were elected. The two you were elected. Actually, there was about twenty one candidates went in the country, yeah. and about twelve of us was elected. Yeah. And that's how the politics. Did, came did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I did. I enjoyed the politics, and you know, uh, I was very disappointed in two thousand and four when I lost the seat. Yeah. You know, and I didn't deserve to lose my seat. Mm. Self praise is no praise, but in this town I was a bit, a bit annoyed. You know, uh, I had done a lot for people. That time it yeah. wasn't easy to do things. No, there was no money out of the council that time. Yeah. When I joined Roscommon County Council in 1991, and there was councillors along there before me, they got nothing for years and years. Yeah. I got £38 for going to Roscommon to a county, county council meeting. Yeah. And for that day, while I was gone from the post office, it was twenty seven fifty had to be paid to my sub. So you can't say we were making money in it. Yeah. But in two thousand and two they brought in a small salary. Not yeah. a big salary yeah. at the time. And then it was increased a bit then in two thousand and four. I think to about fifteen hundred pounds yeah. for the year. And something like and nearly something like that. Something like that. But I lasted I wasn't in for the money she was I'm yeah. still here at eighty two years of age. Yeah. And I'm not worried about it. But I was disappointed that I lost my seat. And I hadn't the courage to go again. I was sorry, in two thousand and nine I said, I'll just I'll go again. But then I hadn't the courage. You know how you get that kind of yeah. I did a lot of verdicts for people as well. Now, they told me, they tell you, Ming went to course in 2004. He looked Ming Flanagan. And I wish him the best to look. He said, his father and I worked with his late mother, God restaurant. We were always good friends mm. and everything like that. But he, they said Ming was the man that done the damage. He did a bit of, he did a lot of damage, all right. But he didn't do enough damage. I mean, <laughs> I'd go, there was 103 votes out in the, in the box in three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like he didn't get, he didn't, he, like they weren't all old people. Yeah, they said yeah. all the young ones voted for them. Yeah. And out there in that 103 people that was out there, there wasn't 25 young ones in it. Yeah, but yeah. he got the most of them. But I didn't care, let it. I'm still around. Yeah. You know. And that was the, uh, the politics. And just something else now that I wanted to mention in the confines of the, the time that we have is the Castle band. You've been part and parcel of that since it started up and you're still in I am well I, I, I got involved in the band in 93 it was the, the brass the history of the brass band here was a brass band here in Castlery in 1890 it was on outside a band down in Tipperary the oldest brass band in the country and it went out of existence about 1954 for a year and a half due to lack of members and then it went out in 1975 with the last, con last county final that they played it was 75 was the draw and replay between Castlebury and Roscommon Gales. Right. It's a senior final. Right. But anyways, it went out of existence and then it was, re it was reformed in 1993. 
Right. And it has been going a bomb ever since. And well, it's going well. Uh, Sean Mannion, of course, was the band leader. Pat O'Flanagan, late Pat O'Flanagan was the chairman. And Larry McLaughlin and Stephen Tracy, they got it organised. And Sean Mannion, naturally. And then, now at the moment, Richard Thompson is. But we have a lot of youngsters in the band and everything. And we enjoy the band. We go around and we play. We go play at matches. We get a few pounds, some of them. You don't get a few a donation. Yeah. But we go around to the nursing homes. Now, the pandemic stopped all that for us. Yeah. But we still went and played outside them. And we play for driving through Pertry, Pertry Road people. And we play at the church at Christmas. We play in the cemetery mass and all that. But it's great to have the band. And, and uh, like with the pandemic and everything, everything stopped. But uh, is it going to come back? It probably will. We're looking at the to come back. We're, look, we have to, we've done the commemoration here for the 11th of July, the yeah. 100 years. Yeah. We were in Ballandaham, we were in uh, Loch Lynn, and we were in Castlery here. We would do, we do not a few things, but it will come back. We are looking forward to getting back if we get the permission to go back practicing in September. Because the youngsters are going to have to get back, you see. Yeah. You know. But uh, other bands, of course, Seamus, I have to say as well that I'm very much involved in the festival here, the Castlery Rose Festival for years. And the show committee here is very much involved. But, uh, and of course, the the church. I help out in the church a lot. I, the basket collector, and now Stuart in it. But the one thing that I, I have a very dear to my heart, mm. don't get me wrong, there's no point in saying we're, I had a lot of illness in my time. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never lose my faith. That's one thing yeah, I won't yeah. do. And I can't do after all the prayers and the people yeah. that masses and everything said for me from 1957 up to 74, 75 and 6 when I got sick again. And that, so I'm going to lose. I, I, I've gotten, there was a fellow here, a male nurse, M.J. Finnegan. Mm. Lord rest of me died here about eight or nine years ago. And he got me involved in Lourdes back in 1974 right. to raise funds for Lourdes. Now, I could never go to Lourdes. I just go to Lourdes. Every year they go to Lourdes, the Pelfin Diocesan pilgrimage was from the 28th of August to the 2nd of September. And that was all of the time that we'd be involved. We'd be in a semi-final or a final, you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't. But anyways, in, in 1984, mm. I was in Trouble Hills on a, a Thursday night. Mm. And MJ was there and he was in a bad mood. And mm. I said, what's wrong? He said, one of the helpers had pulled out. And that time it took you three months to get a passport. And he says, well, Troy said, we might get someone. Well, he says, where do we get someone? And he says, we won't. Was a passport. Well, I said, look, Jim J. I said, I'll go to this year for one year. So I did. I went in the place in, in place of the helper. Mm. But the, the, Billy Mulvell was the helper actually in the pub below. Mm. And the next year I was coming up from work, work on a Saturday morning and the following year and in February. And I went in for my pint on the Saturday morning. And Billy says, You would never do me a favour again this year. Would you go to Lourdes? Well, if I got the lottery, I wouldn't have been as happy. Right. I love going looking after the sick. Yeah. It's great and fundraising for them. It's very important, you know, and uh, but I'm that one every year. And we missed that last year, and we missed it this year. I don't know about the about Gidbert, but uh, oh no, that has been coming up again. But the religion, you know, James. When I go back to the football, football was great. Me on a Callahan, the Lord mercy, me on a Callahan, Philly Gannon. My, my, I had a lot of jobs with the county team. I was water selector, and I was always earmarked for the men to get the boys up for mess when we'd be travelling away, get them up in the morning. And I can rest assure you, it was hard enough to get some of them up. Because yeah. they weren't that far to go on. But they were all good fellas. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you another story about, uh, we went down to play Antrim in the National League mm. in Caseman Park. Fonzie Tully was the vice chairman of the county board. A gentleman, yeah. a great man. 
and a pioneer too, never, but a great right. friend, lovely fella, and everything like that. But uh, we, we went up to Dublin, we got the train down to Belfast. Minton comes into this now. Minton decided that he collects collect a few bob of each of us for it. Uh, you could buy the thing cheap in the north, right. the cans, for coming back on the train, you see? Right. O'Gara and company and Jerry Bird and all that crowd train and... <laughs> but anyway, when we got on the train, Fonzie decided that he'd have a meeting of the selectors right. and that we'd go through the pros and the cons of where, what went wrong with the match and what we should have done and what we shouldn't have done. Yeah. And that, and again, when I got to the, down to the carriage where the Guinness was, there was only one can left for me. <laughs> I won't forget that. But, uh, and come here and tell me this, just one other question I wanted to ask you. You never got married? No, I was I too just, hard pleased. You know. Well, it's not, I know, well, to tell you the, well, to tell you the truth, Seamus, no, I never got married. And I had a girl, there's no question at all about that. And she, I, used to do the da- I used to do the dance halls in Clare Morris for the Madlockans. They had two halls at one year. What do you mean you used to do the dance halls? Well, I used to do the, the mineral bear first. Oh, right, OK. I'd done the door in Clare Morris. Yeah. Mineral bear first. Yeah. For the first year. You served right. your time. Right. That was in 1954. Right. And then from 55 to 66, I used to do the door, take the tickets and that. Yeah. And I had a girl and she went to London and she wanted me to go with her. And the lot of my mother that's up there now. And she says, go if you want to, she said. You know, I didn't want, because all, well, it's as simple as this, all my family had gone to England. There was only another brother who had worked with Michael and he said, let's go on. And I said, well, I didn't like, and I was kind of the breadwinner as well, because, you know, when, and then my father was sick, he was sick in 67 and that, and so one thing barred another. But I didn't, so I didn't bother, so I, any, I've no, sure, look at all the, the football, so I've never, I married a football, only for that, to be thick and well, but <laughs> I always said that when I die, and this is, this is, I told Gaynor the Undertaker, I said, when I die, I said, I want, I said, I want a, a ball at my feet and a five nine of port at my head. Uh, so that's <laughs> not so bad. No, that's not no. so bad. And finally, you've had a great life, uh, Danny, and yes. you're, you're hale and hearty and you're still enjoying it. I've had a great life and uh, I was, I say, Seamus, I was very much, I'm mean, very much involved in the schools, you know, that's yeah, like the I, I do know that. that. I do a lot in the schools, but the community schools, St. Joseph's vocational school. The, the tech ones was going and all that and you know people are great that we say to Daniel well you know you're great for the kids you know I would buy the, going back to buy them crisps minerals and mm. going back because money wasn't great that time but anyway was um, um, they say you've done a lot for them and everything like that the kids but Seamus they did a lot for me because when I had all that sickness if I hadn't the domain to go down to train them as in the evening I'd be lost can I tell you another one story about an under sixteen? Well, I was up in Saint, in in Hyde Park last July. Dermot Lyons was refereeing the between Saint Aidan's and 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 um, Orden, yeah. the intermediate. Yeah. And I was talking to James, uh, Christopher McDermott hmm. and Kevin Kieran Farrell. Christopher McDermott's mother and I died the other day. Yeah, that's right, Lovely so. people, the McDermott. But and it was. Just, there was no one there because there were no spectators and they said and then you link came up to they said did you ever do anything with the small ball game oh I said yeah of course I said I said certainly I said we had a t- we had we had juvenile hurling here it was under 16s juvenile hurling was under 16s we used to play some men and we used to play Christy Fuller played against them remember cutting the, the head of me one time but ordinarily <laughs> they gave us St. Coleman's that time right. uh, anyway there was a game in St. Coleman's Park and I'll make this short now as I can't play there was a game in St. Coleman's Park and it was on a 
it was 1956 right. and the Roscommon team was training, the senior team. And the match was supposed to be played at uh, 8 o'clock. Now we went up on the 20 past 3, trained from here. Right. I brought up the 20 players in a bag of hurlies. With me. <laughs> because the junior team was gone to, it was on a, a, a Corpus Christi right. on the Thursday. And the junior team was gone up to play in Clare Galway. Right. So I was saddled to go with the the, the, the juvenile so team. And my bag of hurdles and we went off. And at the railway station there was a few Yanks and he said, You guy see guy, you see guy, you're going playing a game of hockey? Yeah. Oh no, I said explain to him just hurling. But he gave me a pound note. This is a fact. A pound note for to treat the team. Yeah. But we went up and th that pound note was very welcome. At the end of the short of the year. We went up to St. Coleman's Park and it was and we went down and we were walking around the town for a good bit and had an Lemonade and biscuits and things yeah. like that. Then don't play the match. And it was Mist and Moraine. Right. And of course, we couldn't play the match because the fucking Wisconsin was, was, was the training. Oh. And we had to wait till they finished the training. Now, if the match was at 8 o'clock, we'd have got back on the 10 to 10 train here. Right. But because it wasn't played as late, we were late for the 10 to 10 train. We didn't come down near to the mail train. The mail train in Castle, right. arrived here at the station. But coming back to the pound, went into... Tim Corcoran, the central, mm. Lord Mercy, Harlow's, decent fella, brought them in and had a few bob of me on and they had a few of themselves. And we got them in. There was big penny biscuits that time. And she has a whole rake of biscuits up on the counter and the tables and that time the big siphons of lemonade. I buy them one and throw them for a siphon. Yeah. And we had a great evening. But anyway, we were, look, we had a sergeant's son here, Sergeant Neary's son, Pat, mm. was famous. And there was a doctor's son up in, in the, and they rang. Or feathers right. to tell them to get the word out because I was nearly going to be lynched at the station coming on with these 20 young fellas at 16 years of age, yeah. you know, at 12 o'clock at night. But just you wouldn't be lynched now with them out. No. So that, that's it. And it was one in April's return going up on the train. So that was my experience of the hurling. That's, that's a fantastic story. We came back, the champion came out then. Yeah. The Raskalman champion came out. It was a small bit on about, about the match. And I was trying to get the copy of it if I can. Yeah. The score was. Uh, Four goals to three one. We scored four goals, and Saint Coleman scored three one. We bet them, and I said, "On to the West Evening Castle, we defeated Saint Coleman's." <laughs> like on to the West. On to the West Evening. It's like you wouldn't. Uh, when I, I when I got this champion this year, this day, and I next day I seen this chairman unseated. Yeah. Jesus, I says I'll have to read that. That's something that happened in Roscommon County Council Chamber, and the next thing was oh, and at a meeting of the Roscommon Gates yes. Club held in. The Royal Hotel on Tuesday night last. Jackie Brennan, the chairman, fell off the chair. You were only about 16 when you went in as a PRO. Is that right? That's right. <laughs> That's Just, Danny, it's, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I could talk to you all night. But anyway, thanks for talking to me. Yeah. I'm delighted. Will you have a cup of tea? <laughs>